And we have another satisfied customer. The following program is rated BBMALSA. It contains strong language, sexual situations, awesomeness, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Listener indiscretions are advised. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here. Just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself what's your pleasure welcome everyone this is mr cindy and while professor t and captain are sailing off into the sunset on one of their sensual couples voyages i've taken control of the microphone and we'll be discussing my favorite topic tonight which is sex toys this evening with me is my villainous belgian husband reverend john and we have two special, gorgeous, sexy, hot guest speakers with us this evening. Boris and Doris from the Boris and Doris podcast. Hello. Hi, guys. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we should call you guys the Mario Kart Banshees. I mean, we get to uh, play Mario Karts together, and we've had a long relationship outside of the podcasting world. Yeah, yeah especially over, like, Skype and Hangouts and stuff. Yeah, the Mario Kart thing has, has been a lot of fun. We need to get back into it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were, like, way too kinky sexy for me. I used to get all bashful when you guys were doing booby shots and stuff. <laughs> oh. you got to distract them somehow, right? Yeah. Oh it's all God. fair game. Yeah, you guys were cheating. No, it's not. It's it's explicitly allowed. It's just so in the rules. I couldn't help it's, it. Every time Doris would show her boobs, I'd forget I was really running into the wall <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the problem with Google Hangouts and stuff. When you get to see everybody, I, I'm always like, oh, shiny. Look at the boobs. Look at the yeah. boobs. <laughs> Well, you see, you're missing the whole point of the Mario Kart. It's not to play Mario Kart. So I it's heard. Just, it's really just an excuse. Yeah. We need to go back there and, uh, yeah, we need to do more of that. More fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to get set back up doing that shit again. Yes, we've been, we we've been too wiped out Sundays, so. Yeah. <laughs> too much partying. <laughs> too much partying. Are you guys being sexy on the Saturday evenings? Most of the time. Yeah. Mm. So before we begin talking about those kinky sex toys that you guys are making, uh, which is also known as the marital aids for those people that may still be in the vanilla world. John, do you have any personal news? We will be hanging out down under. And that is not a euphemism. We're actually <laughs> heading out to uh, Australia. Actually, we might get down under in down under. So we're going to be investigating the Australian swing poly and kicking scene. We're planning to visit Sydney's couples only clubs. So uh, we are going to preach the blissful world. Gospels. Gospels. It's a mission trip, huh? Yes. Yeah, it's a mission trip. <laughs> I see. Reverend yeah. John on his mission trip. <laughs> so do you guys have any business? Yeah, what have you guys been doing? Tell us, what have you been keeping up with? You, you're doing sexy stuff on Saturday evenings. What else are you doing? <sighs> Too busy playing hockey. Yeah, it's ice hockey. Girl, you're out on the ice in Texas. Does Texas have ice? 
Yeah. Only, but... only in, in enclosed areas. <laughs> enclosed, very well air-conditioned areas, yes. They that's do part exist. Of the reason, yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm doing it, because I can exercise and play a sport that I really enjoy and... Freeze your butt off. If I get too hot, all I have to do is just lay down for two minutes. <laughs> just take a fall. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Isn't that dangerous, laying on that ice? I don't know. Oh, my God. She's out there, what is it called, chucking someone? Are you hitting them with your elbows and stuff? You're throwing another elbow at somebody on the, on the ice rink? In the, they're called beer leagues. They don't actually allow checking to happen. But if you happen to be going full speed for the puck and somebody on the opposing team is too, and you happen to run into each other, that happens. <laughs> but luckily I've got lots of padding and, and almost yeah. like an armor. Yeah, you're in there somewhere when you have it all on. Yeah. <laughs> Doris uh, likes yeah. contact sports. <laughs> I do. I really enjoy contact sports. <laughs> I, I do like being a little violent. So. No. <laughs> me? No. As long as it's not on me, that's fine. That's why she has to play all these sports and everything. Oh, well, cool. I also have some personal business. My birthday's coming up. Oh, no. Yay. Happy birthday. Yay. Well, I, I know what I want for my birthday gift, and there is two things. Not only do I want one of the sexy B&D toys. John, I want you to buy one of those cool floggers that Boris and Doris were showing me the other night, and then I also want you to book us for another voyage with Professor T and Captain. They are out there on one of their sensual couples cruises, and they've been... Reporting back on how much fun. And do you remember when we were there? In yes, we do. Well, I want to go again. They take care of everything, all the meals, and they're looking for three couples, and they're going to put them on that beautiful catamaran, and they're going to spoil them just like they did with us back in February. So can we go again? Maybe. But if we don't book, then someone else is going to book. So will you consider it? Maybe. All right. I do recommend Professor T and Captain's uh, Central Couples Voyages. Let's move on to the main subject. So let's start off with how do you identify yourself as a couple? You know, what's your pleasure? We identify as swingers. Yeah. Most definitely swingers. We haven't ventured into any of the other realms of non-monogamy. Not really, but it's like there's a few different grades of swingers where it's like you meet for the night, you fuck, you go home, and that's it. We're the kind of type that likes to play with friends. Strangers aren't. Out of the, the realm, possibly. Yeah, they're not off the list, yeah. but we're more leery of strangers. We'd like to make a friendship and just leave it a friendship. Generally, how do you meet new people? We went to a couple clubs. It, we we hit some of the different lifestyle websites out there. We went, we were on SDC for a while. Yeah, it didn't um, last very long. No. Oh uh, well, we started on Adult Friend Finder. Yeah. Don't oh no. That. no. Don't do that. <laughs> We yeah. do to avoid Craigslist. From there, uh, we we went to a club and we happened to get involved with a, a local group. Over three hundred people in the in the group. So is and this in your hometown? Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. That's a lot of friends that you can fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots. Of, there's always new people to meet, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking to bring uh, another couple, and they're like interested in swinging. So they're like, really? It's like, I'll take you to a party next time I get a chance. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey. You're spreading the gospel. You are yeah, damn right I am. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it, it works within uh, our little group. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of underground, but once you're underground, like, once you're in there, it's like wide open. You enjoy friends or developing that friendship and having sex with friends. And then you also have your little kinky, villainous, you know, personalities there, you know, where you enter with floggers and spanking and some of the other things, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, the floggers are popular at parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I bring one of those. I can stay busy for a while. Yeah. 
we'll go to a party and everybody seems like a little frisky. You know, it's like you'll have somebody that will get flogged and somebody that gets tied up. Yeah, and then somebody sees the flogging. It's like, I want to try it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, I found that a great icebreaker, offering free spankings or free floggings. So how has the podcasting impacted your swinging experience at all? Are you guys all? Uh, getting a lot of dates from podcasting? Uh, it's it's not directly through podcasting, but it makes an excellent icebreaker. Actually, well, no. At, the way that we got introduced to our group was from a listener. We went to a club, and they were the, the host couple. But you started a podcast in 2011, right? Yeah. Yes. We started talking about it in October, November of 2010, listening to some of the different podcasts, sex positive or lifestyle podcasts out there, started talking about it. That was what inspired us to start the podcast on it. You know, it's like since we hadn't actually started doing anything, we thought it'd be cool to document the journey. And yeah, we might as well. We weren't fucking anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's why the podcast slowed down so much. We Now we have like... Our weekends are always full. Yeah. Uh, that's too funny. So from the time that you guys started to now, has your point of view changed? As far as my perspective, I don't think I'd like change anything. Like I would want to go back and make the same mistakes. Just it's like they were, we learned so much from them. Yeah. You know, cause like we sit there, we, we talk about what happened or, you know, what I did or what you did or what somebody else did. And it's like, okay, break it down. This is how we're going to learn from this. Yeah, doing this puts a microscope on your relationship. It, it, it magnifies everything. If you're pissed off at your spouse because they don't do the dishes mm -hmm. and you start swinging a month later, you're going to be really pissed they don't do the dishes. <laughs> Give us an example of a mistake that you made early on in your swinging lifestyle. I think I'm going to go right ahead with this. You're, you're looking at me. You're like, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're thinking. We went, to a, we went to a club one night, and it was like our third club visit or something like that. I mean, still brand new. It probably had one too many drinks, and it started with me trying to get from one spot in the club to another, and this girl throws her leg out, and it's like, you know, like an older 40s girl, like yeah. motorcycle-looking chick, you know, and she's like, you got to get a kiss unless you pass. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so I lean down, give her a kiss. And then her friend does the same thing. I'm like, okay. So I gave her a kiss, too. Then it started this kissing night where it's like, I just, I had to kiss everybody. So uh, you guys. Oh, what was you? Yeah. Oh, that sounds no. terrible. Did you have a no kissing rule? No, we, we didn't have a, a no kissing rule. My issue with it was I figured that these were people that he had no intention of playing with or really having anything to do with and i was bothered by it at the time now i'm not yeah now i don't care hey so on your podcasting have you guys ever come across freaks that you go gosh stalkers stalkers bad stalkers <laughs> in texas are you guys getting like any religious people that are going what are you doing you're going to hell son you're going to hell no i haven't had any of that yeah, we really, we really haven't. No, we get, we'll get mail from time to time and it's stuff like, hey, you know, just catching up on your podcast, listen to episode, you know, whatever. And I had the same thing. How'd you recover from it? And, you know, write them back and say, okay, here's where we are now and here's what we think and yada, yada. Yeah. But no, I don't get any hate mail. I had a couple bad reviews on iTunes. Of course, you know, if they don't like the show, they can, I can offer their money back. So. And oftentimes the reviews that we've gotten on iTunes have been about, 
the fact that we talk about issues. We don't necessarily get into, it's like, oh my gosh, this was so hot and this was so fun. You know, the day after, whenever you're experiencing that drop and things that were that were bad that happened, it's like how they eat at you and discussing those to try and help people to mm-hmm. overcome them. A lot of the stuff that we've gotten back from people has been, you helped us so much with this issue. We never looked at it this way. Thank you for helping us communicate better with each other. Things like that. I think it's important to realize in the podcasting community, there's various different flavors, people and of sort of shows in there. We all try to make the community as a whole better. And there's people who are more educational. There's people who are more technical. There's people who are more like audio porn. There's, sure. It's, oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's it, room it, for everybody. It's, it's not a knock to what other people do. I guess it's a knock to those listeners that take something and say, it's like, oh, yeah, well, okay, this isn't for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at the market. I mean, it's like the market for these things, they're free shows. Right. Yeah. We're not in competition. Right. Mm-hmm. You have one listener, and you're going to share a lot of listeners with other podcasts. And each of our experience is unique. You know, the four of us could go to the same club, but each of us has a unique experience. What I oh, like yeah. about your podcast is that it's real. It is real. There is good times, there's bad times, this is what we've learned mm-hmm. from it, and that's the piece of it that I latched on to early on because it does help us. I appreciate when someone really puts their heart and soul out there, and, you know, swinging is not 100% blissful, although I love to say that word, it's not going to happen. That would not be real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is a shitload of fun, though, and, like, the good far outweighs the bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you guys, you know, from your swinging lifestyle, how did you guys get into manufacturing toys? You've been a metal worker for... 14, 15 years. For a long time, you made artwork. You'd make, like, candle holders or wall pieces. Yeah, just whatever. It's like you've had experience in making artistic stuff. Then whenever we started on this whole... Sex-positive adventure. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, he thought, oh, let's make stuff that I can stick into people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I made the first one, actually. We were playing with your G-spot or something. It's like, okay, here's where it is, and here's how to do this. And the way you wanted it, it's like it cramped my wrist like something fierce. (laughs) So the next morning, I'm thinking, it's like, I'm a handy guy. I could make something to do this. All I need is a hunk of steel, shape it kind of like a finger, and bend it right. And I wouldn't have to worry about maintaining that bend. I just need to force this thing in and out. <laughs> and uh, I wish you could have seen the movement. The, the motion did. was awesome. I made the first one. It's just like a basic little piece of steel. And then like, and then the second one I made, actually, I traced a spoon I stole from a restaurant yeah. and made a spoon-shaped <laughs> toy. And it's like, okay, that was kind of neat. Then I was just like exploring what this lathe can do as far as using the properties that it have to make a toy out of it. If I make it straight, then I'm going to bend this and then bend this and then make it here. And it just evolved from there. It evolved from there. And it just kind of keeps going. It's like, okay, now I can make a slapstick. Now I can make a flogger. Now I can make all this other stuff. So it all started from your (laughs) G-spot. So I got to ask Doris, what did you think of the toy? I loved it. So he stuck this object in you and you go, hmm. I was an instant fan. <laughs> I was like really amazed. I'm like, really? Well, and okay, granted, with my my personality, I'm I'm the I'm either going to absolutely love it and glom onto it and obsess about it, or I'm going to hate it. It's like I do have that type of personality, but yeah, I I loved it. So I had, had to make you a custom. You made me a custom one. That one gets used pretty much every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it's responsible for a lot of laundry. 
How do you come up with the designs for those? A lot of it's purpose-driven. It's like, I want to think, how is this going to fit in your hand? How is this going to fit in somebody's ass? How is this going to feel on a G-spot? How is this going to feel on this? I'm really glad I have a stunt pussy laying around where it's like, hey, what are you laying around? Well, (laughs) when you're trying the toys, you are. So, but it's like, okay, what, how does this feel? How can this be improved? Does it need more bend, less bend? I can custom make these things where it's like, if somebody wants like a stock toy, they just say, hey, I like this, but put more bend in it. I can do that. How did you figure out the angles though? First few toys I made, I kind of like laid my finger down on a piece of paper. And knowing where my hand is, it's like, okay, now I just need to make a shape that matches this curve and where I want a bulge to be. When I make them, it's like I'll make a a copy, and I'll use that as like a master. And once I have a master, I can reproduce these things pretty quickly. The custom stuff does take a long time, and I do charge quite a bit more for custom. Do you ever get anyone that says, my lady's pussy is so (laughs) unique? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, I've made made some toys where it's like, you'll look at it, I'll look at it. When it's done, we're like, no way in hell is that going anywhere near one of us. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, you should see one I have coming up. They asked for a inch and three-quarter diameter ball like shaped into, like, one of my stock toys. They said, make it like that but make the head an inch and three quarters. Most of the heads are about an inch. It's a little bit smaller than the bottom of a Solo cup. Oh, my God. I'm drinking out of a Solo cup right now. So <laughs> I'm looking. That is... Doris, keep your mouth off the cup. No. I, I can't. I cannot wrap my hands around the bottom. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be big. It's for somebody's pussy. Wow. Well, well, we've we've seen worse in the Castro. No, they don't have no. I've I've seen stuff. Is like, is that a dildo or a traffic cone? <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, put that where? Well, you know, and I was going to say that I I have been fisted. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure that, that's works. Not, that's but boy, I would love to uh, see your customer test drive your toy. I may ask for pictures just for the hell of it. What makes your toys unique? One, they're medical grade stainless, which means they'll never rust, they'll never corrode. I do always like to make the joke that these things are heirloom quality. You could retire these to your grandkids if you wanted to. <laughs> Don't know why you would, but you could if you wanted to. I'm going to will this to my great great granddaughter. Exactly, and it'd still be around. It's like, yeah, there's no batteries, there's no moving parts. They are medical grade. They're absolutely safe. You know, there's only a few other people out there working in stainless. Enjoy yeah. makes some great looking toys. It's like I wish I could do some of their stuff. But anyway. You can treat it just like an Enjoy toy. Just don't scratch it, and that's the only thing. Put them in the dishwasher, boil them, wash them, do whatever you want. As long as you don't scratch it, you're in good shape. We've told people that it's like if this happens, ship it back, and you'll polish out the, the scratch for them. Yeah, I tell them if you, if you pay for shipping both ways, I'll get rid of that scratch. Well, it's, it's not necessarily that you're that they're sharp. I mean, you'd feel that it's there, but it'd just be kind of like a just a little rough spot, but it wouldn't hurt. Right. But the bad thing about it is that it will hold little germies, and those are no good. Right. And why why are stainless steel better than, let's say, a silicone dildo? And how do they feel different? Essentially, they're the same thing. They're sterilizable. They're boilable. You put them in a dishwasher. You can treat this thing like you could a hundred like a really good silicone toy, except you can use any lube you want with them. Yes. It doesn't make any difference at all what you put on these things. They're not porous. They're not going to soak anything. They're not going to fuse with a loop. Yeah, they're not going to fuse with another toy. One of the cool things that you can do with the toys is heat them up or cool them down. Oh, yeah. 
Oh my God, I love the versatility of the stainless steel toy that you create because we can put it in a bowl of ice and then we mm -hmm. can the factor, we can put it in a bowl of warm, hot water and teas. I mean, it is awesome. And you can't do that with silicone toys. No, and also something else that they can do that silicone can't is that they're metal, so they conduct electricity. <gasps> oh, we love playing with electricity. We haven't done that yet. Might want to hook your guy's uh, violet wand up to the toy and see what happens and let me know. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. Let me know. In fact, tape it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like a little prostate ball and a little G-spot ball and... <laughs> and another luscious lab. Another oh, my God, I'd love to hear that. We have a question in from Professor T, who wants to know if you need any test subjects to conduct labs or experiment with new designs. <laughs> That's probably one of the most common questions that I get. I have tons of testers. <laughs> There's lots of people wanting to be testers. Really? Yes. Yeah. Like the Because I'll take these things to the parties we go to. And it's like, I'll bring two or three of them in like a flogger. And I'll leave them out. It's like, if you guys want to play with them, go play with them. Just return them clean. There's lots of people want to go try them out. Do they so, give recommendations on what would make them better or? Oh, yeah. I'm always looking for feedback. Yeah. Now, now what, what I would suggest you do is you tell them, okay, you can test them, but we're going to record you testing them. <laughs> oh my gosh! You guys, I just hand, I just hand him the recorder and go here. I'm busy being social. Go record yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and so, does their feedback? Does it help you recreate the designs? You know, how do you perfect the designs? I had some good feedback from like the first like skinny flogger that I made. It wasn't grippy enough. Like it wanted to slip out of their hand. Right. So it's like okay, I'll machine in ridges on it. So it's like you'll have a little bit more texture to hold on to, but it's still smooth and slick enough to be able to polish up nice. There's no sharp edges on it, but still yeah. be able to. Uh, it's little things like that. It's like things I didn't think about. Well, and oftentimes, as far as some of your new designs, the way that the way that you'll come up with them is talking about the the fulcrum. Oh right? yeah, new experiment I'm wanting to make. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that came about just from actually from Elaine talking about wanting a toy that could act as a fulcrum on her G spot while she has literal stimulation. Sure. She wanted a hands free toy. It's like, okay. So I'm going to make like basically a barbell shaped toy with different shapes on either end, mm -hmm. but really skinny in the middle. So it's heavy on both sides and not bent. So it will always maintain the same angle, but something where you just insert and it, the gravity pulls down the other end and pushes up on your G-spot if you're laying down. So it's totally a hands-free toy. Awesome. Yeah, so, awesome, awesome. Sounds like science to me. Yeah, yeah. So I love this science. But it's that, so much fun. Oftentimes, that's how the designs will come up. It's like somebody, I'm going to quote a kid's movie, but see a need, fill a need. Yeah, I watched the same movie, and that's what I thought. I'm yeah, like, it sounds oh. kinky, though. You guys are I know. You guys were thinking about sex toys while watching a kid's movie? That's awesome. <laughs> well. Well, it was, it, it was the movie Robots, and it's like all these like metal contraptions. and. Why not? I don't like it. it. Yeah, it was like one step away, you know? <laughs> Daddy, why do you have a boner while watching Robots? <laughs> <laughs> that little pink robot girl's hot, man. So you also make different floggers in different dimensions. We haven't really talked about all the other toys. We've been no. talking a lot about dildos and oh, yeah, it's, prostate I, I, massagers. I love the floggers. I love making the floggers. Those are so much fun. Yeah, tell us about your unique designs that you were showing me the other night. Well, it's like the one I showed you is actually like a failed experiment, but it's like I'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a failed 
the experience? That looked awesome. Well, it, it still works as a normal flogger, but I tried to make a head, like, with a bearing in it that spun. So whenever you twirl it, like, you twirl it up into the crotch and it pop, pop, pop into the, get up on the vulva real good. This thing would spin, and so the falls wouldn't curl up over themselves. Uh-huh. And the bearing fit too tight, and it didn't spin, but it still makes a great flogger. Yes. But I lose every now and then. Tell us about the flogger on that piece that Doris came up with that actually attaches the tails. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, the fall, the rope flogger. Yes. She, Doris had this brilliant design where it's like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't quite figure it out, but ended well, the, up holding. Yeah, the issue that you had was with attaching the falls to a metal handle. Falls I was using was a quarter-inch nylon rope. Right. So to give listener an idea. The problem that you were having was the how to attach the ropes without an end with being able to make the end of the on the handle where it was completely sealed up. No hole going all the way through it. Yeah, all you see is rope, and that's it. Right. I came up with the idea of running a... A bolt. We see, I already had a a hole drilled all the way down the handle. Yeah. Like, it was gun-drilled with a small hole, because it's like, okay, I'm going to figure out something to put in this hole to make the rope stay in there. Yeah, and it secures it really tightly. Yeah, oh yeah, well, what she had come up with was was a, a welding rod, like a small, like, one-sixteenth welding rod into a loop, and then welding that to a really long stainless steel bolt, like a mm-hmm. small quarter-inch bolt. And then the back, I had it hollowed out where I put a stainless steel nut and screwed the whole thing tight so it brought all the ropes super tight inside the handle. Yeah, and what and the, the, the great little effect that it creates is where the ropes all come into the handle, they kind of bubble out of the handle. Yeah, it's kind of like pop, they kind of pop out of the handle. Yeah, and then the end, the idea kind of in mind with this was that you could use the handle end as a dildo. Sure. I was going to ask, and so did Captain, he wanted to know (laughs) if you could use the handle of your floggers as a sex toy. Oh, sure, you bet. Well, I mean, that, that most, one you could. That one I can. The Most of the floggers I do make, I, I put a lanyard in there. I use a paracord lanyard, like, just for your wrist. You don't want to let one of these things fly. They are heavy. <laughs> you could do some real damage with it. It's but, stainless uh, steel. What do you expect? <laughs> I know. And it's drilled in, and so you can't sanitize it, and you'd have this paracord lanyard hanging off of the end you would use to in, use as an entry tool. If somebody does request it, though, I could remove, just not put that in and make the other end insertable. Or make like a screw system or something. Well, you know what I was just yeah. thinking is, why not put the strap, like a wrist strap, but it, attach it to the base of the stainless steel rod where the the tails are coming in. So it's kind of, it's almost like a, um, I'm thinking like a ski pole. I have to draw it out. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because then it keeps your, your stainless steel handle for the flogger clean. There's no end, you know, at the end of it. It's just a smooth ball, and that would be easy to insert, whether it be an anal or vaginal. Yeah, this, this is no problem. But This is exactly how, this is how, how the toys... To, this is how the toys evolve. Yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. how do we do this? Oh, my God, because, we just came up with a new design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're exactly. $15 million. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you half. Yay! No, but the way I the way I install the falls in my floggers is I use a little a little flathead stainless screw. 
through with a standard hex. So anybody has an Allen wrench laying around from their Ikea stuff, you can unscrew the falls and put the handle itself in the dishwasher. Right. You're going to get the paracord wet, but that's that stuff's bulletproof. Right. But you can preserve, I mean, I put nice leather in there. So if you want to take the leather out for any reason, or I can just sell the falls themselves. If you've already got a flogger, I can just sell you another set of falls, and now you have two floggers. If you wanted to have one handle but have suede falls or your finished leather. Yeah, finished leather, elk skin or deer skin or whatever I can get a hold of. Whatever yeah. you want, I can get. But it's like, if you want whatever fall, I can just make a set of falls and send it to you. Yeah. Well, we're going to Australia, so maybe we should bring back the kangaroo hide for you. That would be awesome. I'd love to make a flogger out of kangaroo. It has wow. more bounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you are so witty. Oh. <laughs> All right. You said it, not me. Oh. <laughs> Any questions for us? Um, yeah, and this is actually something that I don't think that we've ever asked y'all, even behind the scenes. Um, yes, how did fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so scratch off five, six, and eight on the questions. Okay. <laughs> um, how did y'all get started into this? Ah, uh, that's kink. Kink, swinging. The swinging yeah. piece of it? Oh, the wait, villainous we have... was listening to podcasts, and I was always wondering, like, why are you plugged into that podcast? What are you listening to? And he just one day finally told me what he was doing, and he loaded up my phone with the podcast, and I got him. We were listening to Sex is Fun and then Swingercast. We actually did an episode on that, and episode one on, on how did we get started. Oh. So you podcast that <laughs> opened my mind. I had no idea there was a swingers lifestyle until I started listening to the podcast. Yep. And then we went to France. And- and on Valentine's Day, we decided that we were going to subscribe to a couple of websites, dating websites, and you guys are going to crack up, but we uh, we ended up subscribing to Adult Friend Finder. Oh, my God, that was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, we also, I'm, I'm, glad that they, I'm glad that they did, too. Oh, that was awful. And then Lifestyle Lounge, that was a really good one for us. You know, that opened the doors to a lot of... It was networking, and then mm-hmm. we went to clubs that when we first started, God, I, I had major anxiety, so I would get sick. I, You know what's funny is when we would go to a party, right before a freaking party, I would start my period. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. I kid you not, but you know, we started going to the clubs first and before we had a circle of friends, and it just evolved from meet and greets and networking and we have great friends now, and the podcasting, you know, it, the circle just keeps growing, and that's what we love about it. Yep. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> how do we how do we spread this news? I mean, we were plain, well, we, I wouldn't say we were plain vanilla. You know, the two of us had, you know, so we were previously married, and for me... We had our starter marriages. Yeah, we had our starter mm-hmm. marriages. But, you know, there was, for me, every couple of years, I had this two-year itch. I wanted to fuck someone new, and it wasn't that I wanted to leave my husband, but it was just one of those things in the vanilla world that I thought I was a bad person. Oh, my God, I can't be... I can't be true, I can't be loyal, what's wrong with me? And it wasn't until many years later that I I met John, and it was his podcasting, and it just educated me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not not crazy. I'm not a bad person. This is an awesome world. (laughs) Everyone's here. (laughs) And couples love it. We have met some fantastic people. Yeah. It's not hard to meet awesome people in the swinger realm. Yeah, I, I would say 20, 30 years. It's just 
fascinating. We've been doing this for two and a half years. Yeah, roughly. Basically, all of our friends have become lifestyle kink or sex positive that in that whole realm. Yeah, it's like we slowly phased out all the vanilla friends and replaced them with all the really fun Yes. Yeah, we noticed that too. It happens with everybody. You start doing vanilla activities with your non-vanilla friends. Yeah. Even going like to a barbecue or a yep. ball game yep. or whatever. Who do you invite? Do you invite your vanillas or your non-vanillas? Uh, well, let's see. So, <laughs> who's more fun? Who's more fun, but it's also who can you just be yourself and not walk on eggshells? You can crack sexual jokes and not worry about offending someone. You can lean over and put your arm around your friend that's a female and an arm around a guy and you're not going to offend anyone. You're not worried about being yourself and it being taken the wrong way. Right. Yeah. 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 I wish wish there was more of a enlightenment, you know, when we were younger adults that that tell us about these types of a community because it sure would have been a, a fun, fun journey when I was in my 20s. <laughs> Man, yeah, I tried really hard to have that attitude, and I'm like, what's wrong with everybody else? Am I the only one that can have sex with a friend? I was in extreme denial for the longest time. Yeah, but coming out's fun, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> isn't it awesome? It's like, woo we're here, and the party has begun. You're, yeah. you're taking the red pill. Yes. Yes, the red pill's a lot of fun. But the so, blue pill is Viagra, I think. But. So I wanted to ask you guys you have children just one are you doing any type of sex education you know around the non-monogamy and where's your borders of what you say and what you don't say to you? um well okay he's nine so we've just gotten really to the point now where we can talk about how sex functions without it being a gross and icky topic. Because I was the one who told him what sex is. Just the simple mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> this goes here. And, well, the way that his face just contorted into this absolute disgust and mortification <laughs> was... It was kind of amazing. He had kind of like a Jim Carrey moment. That's when you know you got them at the right age. If they're disgusted by it, it's like, okay, we got you early enough. Yeah. Then the trick is you give them a World of Warcraft account so they'll remain virgins well into their 20s, right? <laughs> yes. I'm about my about now. <laughs> We're kind of of the opinion that we're not going to have a sit down, okay, let's sit down and have the talk. It's just going to be an ongoing conversation where it's, mm-hmm. we want to say, so if you ever have any questions, come to us. And we're always kind of volunteering little things here and there, but it's just an ongoing thing. And it's not like a sit down, everyone's uncomfortable talk. Yeah. We'll be on our way to dinner and. Yeah. On the way back to the grocery store, something yeah. like that. Yeah. If he ever finds out about this, it was a couple of weeks ago. It's like he took a very, very long bath. An extremely long bath. <laughs> and Yeah, I've been noticing that he'll walk up to me. It's like I'm watching TV or something, like trying to relax. It's like, hey, can I go take a bath? It's like, it's four in the afternoon. I'm like, <laughs> why do you want to go take a bath? <laughs> and then he leaves, and I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he put some stuff in the bath, like the, bath. the bath salts that makes the mm-hmm. water soft. And he sat in this water for two hours, and afterwards, it's like he comes out dried off and everything and he's like dancing around the house and I'm like what is wrong with you? He's like my butt itches and so does my penis <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like it's like okay I've got to compose <laughs> okay you have that first splash of don't panic <laughs> yeah. baby we're 
were you were you touching your penis in the bath? And at first it's like wide eyed. No, <laughs> you know, no, no. I was it's like, it's OK if you were. There's nothing wrong. That's an appropriate place yeah, to touch your penis. <laughs> yeah. But I need to know if you were because because of what the stuff that you had in the bathwater, because the skin is very sensitive, it can irritate it. And I, I'm like, I'm trying to choke the words out. Oh, you did great. Mm. You did a lot better than I would have. Sounds like he needs a bottle of lube for his birthday. Oh. No, no, not for 10. <laughs> teens. When he gets in his teens, I'll get him his first bottle. But yeah, of, uh... as, as far as the getting into, like, the, the whole, it's like non-monogamy sort of discussion, I, it's like, he he has his first girlfriend. It was official uh, Tuesday, right? Yes, it was official wow. Tuesday. Yeah, they got little rubber band bracelets and... or something, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, she. Oh, yeah. She made him a rubber band bracelet. That is wow. So yeah, it is. It's, it's freaking kind of adorable. Damn adorable. But yeah. talking to him about dating girls and you know just having girlfriends, telling him it's like you're really young, so you know it's it's okay to date several people. It's okay to have not quite serious relationships with people. You're gonna screw up a few of these, so you're yeah. Get used to it. The whole it's putting virginity on a pedestal, putting the having to have a relationship for a very long period of time, and that means a success. Things like that whole which is total bullshit. Because yeah. like the first girlfriend. Tradition- I, traditional relationships. Sure, yeah. Like the first girlfriend I ever had, we dated for like a year. And this uh-huh. is back like in junior high days. Dated for a year, then had sex. And we couldn't handle the sex after that. We broke up. Yeah. Wow. That kind of shit's going to happen. It's like you have to go through the fire to come out. Yeah, but wanting to make sure to arm him with the knowledge yeah. that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I just got my ass beat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. So don't get excited. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to go get my strap on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't get excited. She can use it on me. <gasps> yeah, Whoa. Okay. That would look fine. <laughs> what? It's about, uh, never mind. You I, you killed the moment. I'm not going to mention what I said. All right. So uh, I want you guys to pimp yourself out. So where can our listeners find you? They can find us on bndpodcast.com. The main site that we have the podcast listed, and then we also have a link on there to the store for because you sell th- your stuff through Etsy. I have an Etsy shop. You can just search stainless steel sex toys in Etsy in the search bar, and every picture of mine will be this nice slick toy with a big red apple. Yeah, and that's me. Mm-hmm. And we'll put links to that in the show notes. We also play a lot on Facebook. We share an account on Facebook. So one of us is on it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And what's your Facebook name? It's just Boris Doris. There's no middle word. There's no, no, it's just Boris Doris. But we also have the Boris Doris podcast or Boris and Doris podcast page. Yeah. And there's a B&D stainless page and that's for the toys. Facebook can be confusing sometimes. It can be. Yeah. But we have other places that people want to find us. You can find us on, uh, on Cassidy uh, as Boris in Doris. All one word and same name under FetLife if you want to find us there. And you can also find the toys on FetLife too. Just search B and D stainless. Perfect. So we're easy to get a hold of. All right. That was all very educating. <laughs> Entertaining. Entertaining and funny. <laughs> and hot. And hot. Well, I know what I said. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> Logging on Travelocity right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mistress Cindy, what are you counting? Eight, nine, ten, 
I'm counting the number of Blitzbringer listeners who registered for their free trial membership with Quesity and Lifestyle Lounge, the two most popular adult social websites for adventurous, sexy-minded couples and singles. Whoa, did you say free trial memberships with Quesity and Lifestyle Lounge? Mm-hmm, and you know my kitty purrs when she hears the word free. When our listeners register for KCD.com and Lifestyle Lounge through our website, they receive free trial memberships to the best adult dating websites with kick-ass calendars of events, parties, and exotic adventures. Way more fun than those boring singles-only websites. So how do our friends register for KCD and Lifestyle Lounge? It's easy as one, two, three. Either go to our website and click on KCD and Lifestyle Lounge banner ads or open our browser window and type in KCD. That's K-A-S-I-D-I-E dot blissbringers.com. Follow the directions for the new members. Create a username. Create profile and share a picture or two. Nothing too revealing because you got to leave some room for my naughty imagination. Then voila, you're ready to socialize and meet new friends. And for Lifestyle Lounge, go to lifestylelounge.blissbringers.com. Create a username and profile. Add a photo. And you're done. And as a special bonus, between now and November 30th, 2013, the first four listeners to submit an iTunes review for Blissbringers will receive a full one-year membership from Lifestyle Launch. Please add the word pleasure somewhere in your feedback. This special offer is for new memberships only. We appreciate you helping us out by going to itunes.blissbringers.com and leaving a review. This will help the Blissbringers podcast be found more easily by others looking for sexy adult topics. Quel est votre plaisir? Luscious Labs with Professor T. In this live Luscious Lab, we try out some toys from Boris and Doris. After using the Gemini and a new modified version of the Capricorn on our stunned bottom cat, we ask her for her impressions. Impact is a really great combination of thuddy and stingy. Stingy is it's kind of at the ends, and it's a, it kind of gives you both. I like it. How do you like it on a bike? My favorite. Would you say it's study, stingy? It's more study than stingy, but it's got a lot of stingy to it. It's a really good combination. And what about the weight? You know when it lands. It's, yeah. It has a certain amount of weight, a lot of. What about the smell? Ooh, bring it back. <laughs> mm. Ooh, very um, earthy, leathery. Mm. Soft, it's so soft. Tell Boris and Doris. Two thumbs up. Thumbs up. Two ass cheeks up. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that. When do we do another one? <laughs> How did you like the other insertable toy from Boris and Doris? Describe that. Oh my god. That normally I do not like super hard, rigid stuff, but you could feel the curves in that when it was inside. I loved that. Normally I don't like the glass dildos because they're too rigid. This had a curve to it and 
when you were moving it. That was good. You like the weight? Mm-hmm. Did you use it on both ends? Uh, not my both ends. But... <laughs> no, I just used the big end for you. Oh. Since you're a spoiled girl. Oh, it was yeah. good. I figured a smaller end wouldn't be as effective on it. I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> mm. No, they do good stuff. Indeed, indeed. And how did you find them? You can find them at bndpodcast.com. I think that is all that we have time for this week. Until next time, it's your pleasure. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. Oh, God.